Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Jimmy G, he signed, sealed, and delivered. Plus, the Raiders made a handful of moves official over the weekend. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about the Darren Waller trade and what the end-all, be-all goal is for this staff as they're in the early stages of putting this roster together. Your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 20th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, you're checking us out on YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari doing a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. Today's show is being brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and manage your own football franchise, this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. All listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. It's all caps, and it is in the game. So check it out. I'll tell you a lot more about them coming up after segment number one. But let's go ahead and jump into segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. News and notes, everything that became official between Friday and today. And, of course, the biggest piece of news is, well, the Raiders have a quarterback now. Jimmy G signed, sealed, and delivered. He had the delay on Thursday, didn't get the contract signed, didn't get to meet with the media. Well, all that happened on Friday. Again, became signed, sealed, and delivered around noon is when his press conference was on Friday in that specific time. Uh, we all were there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, we got a chance to talk to him. He was wearing his all-black suit, his custom Raiders suit. I mean, he was all to the nines, right? He was Jimmy G'd out, had the family there, was excited to be there. And I'll say this, everything that he said during the media session when he talked to us, he said all the right things. He had an interview with JT the Brick following uh, the media session on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. Said all the right things. He's, he sounds the part. He looks the part. Uh, he's talking about being a hard worker, talking about learning Joshua Daniels' system, even though he's very familiar with it. Obviously, it's been a while since he's been in it, so he's got to put his head in the, in the playbook and just learn it, and that's what he's willing to do. Uh, he's going to earn his respect around the building. He's going to earn his playing time. He's going to, you know, I mean, again, saying all the right things, saying what you expect him to say. He's excited about the opportunity to be a Raider. Uh, he was always kind of eyeing the Raiders with Joshua Daniels as the head coach. He wants to play w- with him and play for him. And says that, yes, he's a hard coach, as many people have talked about, that he's not really for everybody. And even Jimmy G said, hey, as a, as a young player in the league, I can see where young players might not want to, you know, might not like his style. But it's all for the good. He's trying to make you a better football player, and he ultimately ends up making people better football players. Jacoby Myers said that, and now Jimmy G has said that as well. So he's excited about the opportunity. Everything was good when it came to Jimmy G. Excited about seeing him. Uh, the only the only like caveat that I have and the only hang up and the only even concern I have when it comes to Jimmy G is just what everyone knows. It's the big H word health. Right. Is he going to be healthy? And that's that's the biggest problem. And that's the only reason that I haven't been uh, on board with the whole Jimmy G signing to begin with, because I know that you're running a risk with him out there as your starting quarterback, because there's going to be a time where he could come up and not be healthy. Right. I mean, if, if you had to put an over under and I don't know what the over under is, I should. I'm sure FanDuel probably has it up there already. Uh, if you had to put an over under on, you know, how many games he plays in 2023, I, I think that a safe number would be like, what, 10? <laughs> right? And then who knows? Who knows what's going to happen after that? It's funny. I, I was leaving the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center on Friday. I was headed to my car and then going to the radio station to do my radio show. And 
another guy in the media just said, all right, Q, well, the million-dollar question, is Jimmy G going to be healthy in 2023? You know, is he going to be able to finish the season in 2023? And I looked at him. I said, are we putting money on it, or is this just my, uh, my best gut feeling? He said, no, if you had to put some money on it. And I said, if I had to put some money on it, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, straight up, like, if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't. I'd walk away from that conversation because I just don't have the confidence, and I cannot say that he's going to be healthy. And I know that you can't say that for any player, but, I mean, just, again, you, you can't ignore the facts that he's been injured and banged up so much to the point where the 49ers couldn't even trade him last year, right, because he had that shoulder injury, so uh, and he was coming back from that shoulder surgery, so they couldn't even trade him. They had to hold on to him, which ended up working out really well for them because they needed him, but then he got hurt again, right? So, I mean, it's just... It's one of those things, even he was asked about it during the, the media session, not directly, but more just kind of what that does to your mental, you know, when, you know, just kind of the head games that it plays with you when you're consistently injured and you have to come back and try to rehab. And he said, well, at this point, I'm used to it, which is sad. It sucks to, to have to say that, but at this point, he is used to it. So the mental part of it isn't as bad for him when he's trying to come back from injury because he's had to go through it so many times. So, I mean, again, the biggest thing for Jimmy G, he's not going to throw a bunch of deep balls. You're not going to see that. Uh, he's not the most accurate guy when it comes to that, but he can get the ball out of his hand quickly. Uh, he's going to get the ball to the guys and let them, you know, yards after the catch, you know, and that's, that's going to play right into Devontae Adams' hands. That'll play into Jacoby Myers' hands. That'll be good for Hunter Renfro. I mean, you know, that that's all good. That's all fine and dandy is that, that – that part of it is just finding a way to make sure Jimmy G is healthy. And that's it. That's the bottom line. So uh, Raider Nation, get behind him. He's your quarterback. Uh, I'm excited to cover him just because it's, an, it's another guy. I w- want to get to know him and, and you know, see, see what he's all about. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just it's another stage and it's another chapter in Raiders history and Raiders football history. So, uh, you know, that, that part's going to be fun and exciting. But, again, you know, my big concern is how healthy is he going to be? How long is he going to be able to play for the silver and black? So I do believe in the draft. The Raiders will come out of the draft with a, another quarterback. That doesn't mean that they're going to get one at number seven. But I do believe that sometime in that draft at the end of April, as they have 12 draft picks right now that they'll definitely come out with a quarterback but that wasn't the only deal that became official over the weekend how about long snapper Jacob Bo- Jacob Bobenmeyer uh Boben Moyer sorry uh he, and that was a surprise when I saw that actually my man DeMond saw that on Friday first uh Aaron Wilson uh, NFL insider from Houston had put it out that the Raiders were signing him and it just kind of made me scratch my head I was like wait a minute the Raiders have Trent Sieg they don't need a long snapper right Trent Sieg AJ Cole Daniel Carlson those all those guys go together well Right. They're like best friends. Uh, That's what you want your special teams unit to be, your long snapper, your punter and your kicker. You want them all to be on the same page at all times. Well, now the Raiders have a new long snapper in Jacob Bobin Moyer. So he joins the team after playing three seasons with the Broncos. Uh, He's been in 46 career games and has 11 special teams tackles and a fumble recovery. Last season, he played in 13 games and tied a career high with four tackles. And then uh, 17 games he played in 2021 and 16 in 2020. So there you go. Jacob Bobin Moyer is the Raiders new Long snapper. Now, what does that mean for Trent Sieg? Well, on Sunday, they made it official that they released Trent Sieg. And so he put out on Twitter, thank you, Raider Nation, for some great years. It was great to be a part of the ride. I'll never forget the people I met here, once a Raider. I don't know why they decided to move on from Trent Sieg. I know that he had some penalties in uh, in 2022, so that could be it. Maybe they're saying, hey, you know what? That's too many penalties for a long snapper. You can't be doing that. We're going to move on from you. I, I don't I don't really know the ins and outs of that, and when we get an opportunity to talk to head coach Joshua Daniels or anybody on the coaching staff, uh, we'll ask the question. I'm sure they won't give us a, you know the 100% answer on why they released Trent Sieg, but Trent Sieg is no longer with the silver and black. Uh, Jacob Boban Moyer is the guy, and uh, that's just kind of is what it is. 
at this point. I will say, uh, Coach McMahon, the the special teams coach for the Raiders, he does come from Denver, and Boba Moyer comes from Denver as well. So uh, just another sign of guys bringing in their guys that they want to coach up. Every coaching staff does it. It's not exclusive to the Raiders. It's not exclusive to Joshua Daniels and company, but it's just another sign that that's what happens. Uh, also, the Raiders re-signed Curtis Bolton. Speaking of special teams, he's a guy who makes his way by way of special teams. Uh, he was in, what, 10 games in 2022 for the Silver and Black. And again, he's going he's gonna to get his tackles. He's going to get his burn on special teams. So uh, they brought him back. They re-signed Jakob Johnson. Not a surprise. Uh, that was actually one of my priorities was bringing back Jakob Johnson after uh, helping lead Josh Jacobs or helping uh, Josh Jacobs lead the league in rushing. That was what Jakob Johnson did. He's just a big tank when he goes through there. So uh, that's a no-brainer that they brought him back. They also made Jermaine Illuminor. They made that uh, official. That was something we talked about on Friday's show that he had tweeted out him and Colton Miller were going to be the best tackles uh, in the league, the best tackle bookend tackles. I don't know if he's going to be a tackle. I don't know if he's going to be a guard. I don't know if he's going to be a swing tackle. I think that's his best position. I don't think he's a starter, but he was a starter for some time in 2022. So Jermaine Illuminor is back as well as center Hironis Grasso. They brought him back and they made the re-signing of uh, Jerry Tillery. They made that official over the weekend as well. But they also they lost another player. Not only Trent Sieg, I told you about him already, but they also lost Mac Hollins, wide receiver. He ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons. He's a guy that I talked to on Radio Row at the Super Bowl when we were in Phoenix. Uh, he wanted to return to the Raiders, but he knew that he wasn't a priority. He knew that they needed to go get a quarterback. He knew that they needed to sign Josh Jacobs, and they had some other things that they had to work out before they got to Mac Hollins. Uh, he wanted a two-year deal from any team across the league. He ends up with a one-year, $2.5 million deal from the Atlanta Falcons. He played for $2 million with the Raiders in 2022, so a little bit of a pay increase, and his play went up, right? His play in 2022 really went up. His production went up. He was forced into that number two wide receiver role. I really thought that the Raiders were going to bring him back because of his special team skills. I mean, if you remember, he was a captain on special teams, so I was actually surprised that they didn't bring back Mac Hollins for that, but they're clearly going to be bringing in their own special teams guys. So Mac Hollins gets an opportunity with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, $2.5 million, and he's on his way. Also on Saturday, the Saints hosted free agent tight end Foster Morrow. Uh, he's a New Orleans native, played his college ball at LSU, and he knows the starting quarterback in New Orleans pretty stinking well when it comes to Derek Carr. So uh, there you go. I would not be shocked if Foster ends up going to New Orleans, going back home, and uh, reuniting with Derek Carr. Uh, I don't think it's a. it would be a big loss. I liked Foster, but I felt like there was too many times when he had an opportunity to make big plays, he didn't make them. And I think that the new regime uh, looked at him the same way and was kind of like, yeah, we like him, but we don't love him right so I, I don't think that it should be a big shock if he does not return to the Raiders and ends up with the Saints or any other team across the league so look out for Foster he'll probably be on his way out as well as Denzel Perryman who had a two-day visit with the Texans last week also the Titans have interest in him as well so one of those two teams wouldn't be shocked to see him sign with uh, just like Foster I don't think he was a priority for the Raiders never thought he was a priority for the Raiders just because of the, the fact that he's a liability and coverage uh, I know that they had opportunity to go ahead and and sign him uh, well before the season even got wrapped up, and they didn't. So it kind of made me feel like Denzel Perryman probably was not going to return. Um, you know, but the Raiders have to continue to upgrade their their uh, linebacking room, right? Because they signed Robert Spillane, who I, I'm, I'm kind of excited by after talking to him. Uh, you know, I was pretty pumped up about that, but he's not very good in coverage. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's almost like it's almost like you're replacing Denzel Perryman with Robert Spillane, and I think Spillane's probably a step down, except for the fact that he's healthy. Because Denzel Perryman is a guy that misses games each and every year. And uh, it really started to hit last year where he was banged up quite a bit. So that's another reason why he might not have been a priority for the Raiders. Uh, Rocky Asin, he visited with the Ravens on Friday. Uh, again, 
not a big loss if he ends up going somewhere else. I, I never thought that Rock did a whole lot to you know make him a priority, that they needed to bring him back. He started out the season on IR. Just never really seemed to be that guy. Is he a decent corner? Sure. But is he somebody that's just like the Raiders won't survive without him? No, not at all. So Rock is seen uh, visited with the Ravens on Friday. It's funny, the Ravens are the only team in the league that have not signed somebody in free agency yet. And I don't know if maybe it's just because they're trying to wait for this Lamar Jackson situation to get wrapped up, but uh, it's crazy. Uh, Kevin Ostreiser uh, from uh, Locked On Ravens, he actually uh, talked to me on Sunday. He wanted to get a little uh, insight on uh, on the Darren Waller trade to the Giants. And then he also wanted to talk about Rock is seen. And he was like, man... Uh, the team I cover is the only team that hasn't signed a free agent yet. And I was like, damn, I didn't even really realize that. So there you go. Uh, Rock Yassine, uh it was in Baltimore on Friday. Now, I do have little little news that I wanted to bring to the table that has nothing to do with the silver and black, but it was pretty shocking when I saw it on Sunday. And that's safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He actually signed a one-year deal with the Lions worth up to $8 million, according to Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network. But that was bizarre to me. That was really strange because, one, I thought C.J. Gardner-Johnson was going to return to Philly. Two, I thought he was going to get big-time money, and he didn't either, right? Uh, one year up to $8 million is nothing. The Raiders already signed safety Marcus Epps from the Eagles, so the Eagles are losing a lot of defensive players. They're free agents uh, this year. But that's not a surprise, right? Everyone's always going to pluck away from the team that went to the Super Bowl, especially if they had a really good defense or any part of their team is really good. They've lost coaches. They've lost a lot. But C.J. Gardner-Johnson to go to the Lions on a one-year deal, that was a pretty big shock to me. And so a couple NFL insiders were tweeting about it on Sunday. And uh, this is I found this to be pretty interesting. The safety took a show-me show deal unhappy with long-term offers. So apparently there were offers that were made from multiple teams that were long-term that weren't to his liking. C.J. wanted more money. Uh, so that's what they said. The skinny on why C.J. Gardner-Johnson is no longer in Philly. The Eagles made multi-year offer early in free agency. He wanted more money. They moved on. They signed Bradbury and extended Slay. His agent and himself overvalued, not realizing the market, and the league viewed him as a risk, settled for a prove-it deal. So a lot of people said, well, wait a minute. What kind of risk is he? One, he was injured quite a bit in 2022. Two, he was a safety when they traded with the Saints, and then they made him a – or he was a, a slot corner. Excuse me. He was a slot corner when they traded with the Saints, and they made him a safety. And so uh, some teams are wondering if he's if he's going to be a safety, if he's a slot, if he could do both, whatever the case may be. So that was kind of why they're looking at him. Is he just a product of one-year wonder, you know, and what he was able to do on the back end of that Philadelphia defense is it was so good. So I know a lot of Raider fans were like, wait a minute, how come the Raiders went and got Epps when they could have got Gardner Johnson? There's no saying that they didn't make a, a move for him, but he didn't like the deals that were out there. So he just took the one-year uh, prove-it deal. He's going to go out there and try to ball out for the Lions. And if, they, if he does, then – He'll, he'll probably command some big-time money somewhere else. So we'll see. But that was kind of a shock when I saw that roll through on Sunday. C.J. Gardner-Johnson signing with the Detroit Lions. So that's all I got for you for 7 number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Kind of news and notes around the league and everything collected over the weekend. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about Darren Waller, the trade, as the Raiders got a third-round pick for him, number 100 for the Giants. And then... Also, kind of what this staff is trying to do as they're putting this team together and what their plans are as they're preparing for the draft coming up in April. We'll get to all that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is the Ultimate Football GM. And everything that we're talking about on the show, uh, just about every single day since free agency or since the season has ended, is what the Ultimate Football GM is all about. I mean, you make all the decisions. You hire the coaches and coordinators. You manage the finances. You negotiate players' salaries and terms. You navigate your franchise through free agency, through the draft, player 
personnel issues, everything up and downs of the season, that's what you do. That is all with the Ultimate Football GM. It's completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. All Locked On Raider podcast listeners can get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. It's all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. Make sure to check it out today. You want to download the game? Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into the Darren Waller trade, just kind of go to a, through a, a little details. There was a, a video floating around Michael Lombardi, who actually used to be in the Raiders front office, but uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, he was on a GM, uh, some GM podcast. I forget exactly what it's called. I should have had the information written down, but he was on a podcast. It's about a 45-second little soundbite of why he believes Darren Waller was traded from the silver and black. And uh, a lot of people are mad because Darren Waller only returned a third-round pick. The Giants gave the the Raiders a third-round pick, which to me, I was actually surprised that the Raiders were able to get a third-round pick. If you look at the draft and you see all the tight end talent in this upcoming draft class, I thought the Giants would try to be try to hardball him and say, yeah, nah, you know, just get a tight end in the draft and, and give him like a fourth or fifth-round pick. Instead, the Raiders came away with a third-round pick. But a lot of fans are upset because they heard the rumors and the reports that Green Bay was offering a second-round pick last year, and the Raiders didn't take it. And one, I think the Raiders didn't take it because they really wanted to keep Darren Waller. I think that they actually believed – that it was going to work out with Darren and that he was going to be a uh, part of the offense moving forward with him, Devontae, Hunter, and it was going to be a, you know, a, just one hell of a machine as far as the offense goes, and it clearly wasn't. But Michael Lombardi dove into it a little bit deeper, and again, this is just a little 45-second clip that's been floating around Twitter, so I thought it was interesting on why he believes Darren Waller was made expendable. You know, like to me, you can make an excuse for something, but I, I just think to me this is about durability. This is about – I'm getting ready to pay you 11 million. We redid your contract, you know, and on the bye week, you know, instead of rehabbing, you went home for four days and it cured, and it cured the fines, you know, it's so on the bye week. You went home and, you know, and just didn't even talk to anybody. Just went home and said, left a message, say, Hey, find me. I don't care. I'm going to Southern California. I got to see kids. Okay, go ahead. You know, but th- does that tell you as a coach, you want to win? Does that tell you as a, is that, is that where's that come from? See, these are the yeah. things people don't understand. That, 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 that it's always the players are right, the coaches are wrong. And I'm not saying this because my son's the coach there. So there you go. And, of course, Raider Nation is still upset because – uh, it wasn't a, a second round pick. It was a third round pick. So, you know, it's like it was so funny. Raider fans got mad, you know, at first just because he was traded because it's Darren Waller and you can't trade Darren Waller. Then I think everyone realized, well, he's been banged up quite a bit. Uh, so, OK, it makes sense. But how come he didn't get more? Right. I mean, it's it's always going to be something. Right. And that's fine. I mean, that's just kind of what it is. So they end up getting a third round pick. And. I just think that, you know, when he decided that he was, his communication was off, like Michael Lombardi said in that video, when he decided that he wasn't going to communicate with the organization and he was just going to basically say, hey, I'm out and uh, you go ahead and find me. I don't, I don't think that this staff took too kindly to that. This staff to me, and I don't know them that well. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, whenever I talk to them, I bring the sound to the, to the show. Uh, so it's not like I'm sitting up there, you know, having drinks with them and, and just picking their brain all day, every day or whatever. But uh, to me, these guys want guys that just want to be there and want to play ball and want to, you know, help the team win any way they can. And if it's a, if it's a, 
a training session or something like you got to go rehab your hammy or something like then that's what they want you to do they don't want you to be out doing your own thing and you know out on you know the strip with kelsey plum at the at the aces parade or something not that anything's wrong with that don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with actually having a life outside of football i just don't think this staff wants you to have much of a life outside of football that's them not me i want to make sure that's perfectly clear before someone hammers me about saying oh he he can't have a life outside of football no he can i just don't think this staff really cares about people having lives outside of football i think they want a bunch of max crosby's where max you know he's he goes hard in the paint uh, all season long and then he's right back training immediately takes a couple days to himself then boom he's right back training that's the kind of guys that he's looking for uh, as far as like dave ziegler and joshua daniels goes and sometimes that's cool and sometimes it's not. That's not for everybody, right? And so they're going through and they're finding who, who's those guys and who isn't those guys. And so I think that that's what ultimately uh, decided Darren Waller's fate. But with that being said, I got a tweet over the weekend that said, and this is why we are the Raiders. Ho-hum, okay with the plan of really no plan. While Veach continues to have a very specific plan in Kansas City. Knowing when to sell, knowing when to buy, knowing when to hold on to assets. Oh, well, life of a Raider fan. And the thing about it is, Veach in Kansas City, how long have they been there? How long has Andy Reid been there? How long have they been, uh, you know, one, one consistent group, front office and coaching staff? For a very long time, but it had to start somewhere. Right. And that's the thing about it. And that's what this staff is trying to do. And I don't I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to work. None of us can guarantee it's going to work. But a lot of people have already doomed it a failure. And just based off of, well, look at the free agents that they brought in. They're failing. How come they didn't get that guy? They're failing. Everything has been ruled a failure. And none of us know if it's a failure. I can't come on here and say it's a win either. Oh, no, it's good. It's going to be successful. None of us will know if it's going to be successful or not until you actually see the team out there on the field. And remember, this is just one stage of building this team, free agency. I mentioned it early when free agency started that they weren't going to go after the big names. I threw some names out there that I thought would be reasonable prices, and those were too high for this staff. They're, not, they're just not at this stage of the game. They're not going to go out there and spend big money. So, uh, you know, every time... Uh, a fan sees another team sign somebody that they want. It's like, well, how come the Raiders couldn't do that? Raiders, what are you doing? Raiders asleep at the wheel. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to build this thing, and they're trying to make it so it's sustainable as far as the front office continuity and the coaches to have continuity. Again, going back to the, the tweet about Veach in Kansas City, I thought it was a great tweet because, yes, that's the goal. You want to be able to be like Veach in Kansas City, or you want to be like San Francisco is with John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. You want those guys tied at the hips for years and be able to execute their plan together the way that they envision it. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels both came in to this organization together. So everything they do, they're, they're in lockstep with. I'm not saying that they agree with each other on everything and there's not any pushback once in a while. Dave might mention a, a player and Josh might push back. They have arguments, but they're respectful arguments, right? And they all share the same vision. So if it works, and again, I don't know if it's going to work, but if it works, and this is free agency and the draft, if they get the players that they want and they build that foundation, then you know, then you can start to have nice things, right? Then they can start to go out and sign a big-time free agent here or there just because they think, hey, this is, this is what it is. You know, this is the one player that we need to put us over the top. And, you know, the thing about it is I believe that they joined the organization in 2022 with the plans of going all in. I mean, you see the move they went, made for Devontae Adams. You see the move they made for Chandler Jones. You see they extended Carr. They extended Crosby. They extended Waller. They extended Ren- Renfro. With all the expectations of, man, this team's going to be great and go win 10, 11, 12 games. And I think pretty quickly they realized, you know what? This team isn't as good as maybe we even anticipated. So 
You know, as much as it sucks as a fan, just have to sit back and watch. And believe me, uh, I want to see this team win more than anybody, right? I would love to come on here and just talk about a winning team all the time. That would be fantastic. But the ultimate goal that this this staff is trying to create is that continuity that these these organizations that are very successful have. Uh, you know, the guys that the, the front offices of the Ravens, the front offices of the Seahawks, the front offices of the 49ers, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs mentioned them already. Those are the ones that have been together and they share the same common vision and they're they're continuously in the playoffs each and every year. Well, it has to start somewhere. And I'm hoping that they hit on a bunch of these draft picks that they have. They have 12 draft picks right now after the Darren Waller trade. 12. That should give them an opportunity to really come away with some really good talent out of the draft. But all those years of Gruden and Mayock missing on draft picks, it, it's come back to, to bite them in the butt. It really has. All those first-round picks, gone. Right? The only guy that's still around is Josh Jacobs, and, hell, he still has to get a contract. Right? And, and so a lot of people are criticizing every move, but – we can't really criticize the move until we see that it doesn't work, right? I mean, because you just don't know. I mean, you're basing it off of what's going on in March, and there's no activities going on in March. So you don't know if Marcus Epps is going to be a better player than C.J. Gardner-Johnson, right? I would have loved to seen the Raiders go get C.J. Gardner-Johnson because he's a ball hawk, right? He creates turnovers. Maybe Marcus Epps is what they're looking for, that guy that's just starting to scratch the surface, and they believe that he has even a higher ceiling, right? And, and again, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, you know, my hope is that it works. But there's no guarantee. But on the flip side of it, there's no guarantee that it's not going to work. So a lot of us, and I get this way sometimes too, just need to be patient. And I know that patience is the last thing anyone in Raider Nation wants to hear because there's been years on top of years on top of years of patience. You know, and I, I had one guy push back on me on Twitter over the weekend and said, yeah, well, uh, you know, the, 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 last, the last regime – they uh, they put together they they put together a, a lot of free agents. They bought a, their or went and got a, signed a lot of free agents and, and brought in a bunch of draft guys. And it returned it, it it turned into a playoff run. And I was like, it wasn't a playoff run. There was one game in 2016. They went to the playoffs and lost to Houston. And then in 2021 uh, or 2020 yeah 2021 they went to Cincinnati and lost. It was a playoff game, one playoff game in you know all those years since the Super Bowl they've played in two playoff games since their last Super Bowl appearance which was what 2003 <laughs> so i mean you know it's it's been a lot of different staffs i'm not just trying to pick on Gruden and Mayock cuz it's been plenty it was Del Rio before him right i mean it's just it just kind of is what it is at this point you know you just kind of have to give these guys an opportunity they've literally been with this, the team one year they'll have their second draft coming up in April and if they come out with some players then and You'll probably know pretty early if there's some really good players. Other ones, they'll, it'll take a little bit of time to develop, but they've got to hit on it. It's, it's too many years of missing on draft picks. They can't keep doing that. It's just it's going to keep biting them in the butt, biting them in the butt, and biting them in the butt. And the really good teams, they draft, they develop, they draft, they develop, they sign a free agent here and there to fill a hole. And that's what this, this staff is trying to do, and they want to be uh, that continuous staff. That Dave Ziegler wants to be the GM for a long time. Coach McDaniels wants to be the coach for a long time. right? Champ Kelly, I think he's going to go be a GM somewhere uh, else sooner rather than later just because he's well-respected across the league. But you know he also has an opportunity with the Raiders. So there's a lot of guys, and they want to make sure that that continuity is there. If you fire guys and start over, you just press a reset every single time, and that gets old, as we all know. So that's all I got for you for 7 number 2 of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. A little touching on the Darren Waller trade and also what the goal of the staff is as they move forward and try to put this team together for 2023 and beyond. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number 3 of today's show after 
I tell you about FanDuel and the tournament, man. I don't know how much March Madness you've been watching, but, man, it is heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, points scored, threes hitting the game. Whatever the case is, you can do it. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn about more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Went a little long there in segment one and two, so don't have a lot of time for calls and texts here, but we'll try to get a few in as we close out the show. The first one will be a text from Raider Dougie. What's up, Q? Raider Dougie here on vacation in Laughlin. Man, I'm loving Jimmy G after that press conference, and the main thing that I'm digging on is the not-so-friendly work edge that he's got. <laughs> Saying that the Raiders facility is some unreal S, the Raiders are badasses, and that McDaniels coaching style had him thinking, what the F, but he loved it and has me fired up. Oh, and also, YouTube his reaction after Robbie Gold kicked that game winner against the Packers. These are, these are things that Saints don't say, and I love it. That's Raider Dougie right there talking about uh, Jimmy G and his presser and you know just some of the things that he was saying. And Again, he won the press conference. He did a hell of a job. Uh, and and I, I came away from the presser thinking, man, that's you know, it's, it's going to be a, a, a good dude at the quarterback position for the Raiders. The only question is always going to be health. Can he stay healthy? That's the only question I have when it comes to Jimmy G. Thanks for that text, though. I do appreciate you. And look, I encourage everyone just to get behind him. Get behind Jimmy G, regardless if he used to be a 49er or a Patriot. Again, who cares? I don't care. You know, I, I was 100% against Jimmy G, but now that he's the Raiders quarterback, just get behind him. I mean, that's the guy that you're hoping is going to lead the team to, to win. So, so why the hell not? There's that. Thank you, Raider Dougie, for your text. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Barry in Baltimore. He's calling to ask a question about free agency as far as comp pick goes and speaks on free agency in general as well. Here he is, Barry in Baltimore. Hey, what's up, Q? This is uh, Barry from Baltimore. I uh, just wanted to call in. Um, as always, I appreciate what you do, bringing the content to Raider Nation, especially this time of year, because um, always uh, looking for the – much information as possible. So I appreciate that, man. But uh, I got a question for you. In regards to free agency, and you might know this, um, if not, no big deal because I couldn't figure it out, I think, but I could be wrong. When a player is cut from a team and another team signs them, does that go against the compensation pick formula? Um, I thought it didn't, but I could be wrong. And the reason why I ask that is I wonder if that's goes into the thought process of Ziggler and McDaniels trying to get more comp picks, which I'm a fan of because the last several years we really didn't get any. This year we did, which was nice, meaning that I could see them signing their own players back, free, their own free agents back, which obviously doesn't count against it. And then I'm just not sure if cut players are, meaning is that the route they're going to go um, they might not even be thinking about that, but I would think they are. So I'm just curious if you know that answer to that question. Um, you know, uh, so I could, you know, if that's the case, maybe they're targeting more cut players or it doesn't go against that or just waiting for the right price, which that could be the case too. Um, quick couple comments on free agency. You know, they, you know, really haven't made any splash deals, but I understand what they're doing. You know, we've made splash deals in the years past and the team has done anything. So, I'm willing to give anything a try. 
I'm not going to overreact. Um, Jimmy G, I've already stated my opinion on him at first. I, I'll be honest with you, after these last couple of days, I'm kind of like talking myself into it. I appreciate you not playing my call that I called originally uh, the day of signing him. I wasn't too happy. Kind of sound like a whiny fan. I never want to come across like that. Um, but, you know, I, I just hope that they can get a couple more defensive players free and see wise and then just hit it hard in the draft. Um, but that's it. So I just wanted to call in, um, see if you knew that answer. If not, like I said, no big deal, man. All right, I'm out. Go Raiders. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. As far as your question goes, I know that Ziggler does pay attention, and he wants comp picks. That's something that he definitely wants to hang his hat on. Uh, and the thing is, if you cut or release a guy like they did with Carr, you don't get a comp pick. You don't even get comp consideration for that. Comp picks are basically put together by a math problem of how many free agents your team lost compared to how many you signed. Matter of fact, here's the exact ruling for the comp picks. This is from NFL Communications. Under the rules for compensatory draft selections, a team losing more or better compensatory free agents than it acquires in the previous year is eligible to receive compensatory draft picks. The compensatory picks will be positioned within the third through seventh rounds based on the value of the compensatory free agents lost. Compensatory free agents are determined by a formula based on salary, playing time, and postseason honors. The formula was developed by the NFL Management Council. Not every free agent lost or signed by a club is covered by this formula. Clubs that suffer a net loss of CFAs, which is the compensatory free agents, uh, during that prior free agent signing period are eligible to receive a corresponding number of compensatory selections. In addition, a club that lost the same number of CFAs that it gained, no net loss, may be eligible to receive a selection at the end of round seven based on the value of the CFAs loss versus the value of the CFAs gained. No club may receive more than four compensatory picks in any one year. If a club qualifies for more than four compensatory picks, after offsetting each CFA loss by each CFA gain of an equal or higher value, the four highest remaining selections will be awarded to the club. So there's that. This year, 37 total comp picks were handed out to 16 different teams, and the, Ra- the Raiders received two of them. So uh, that's not a dumb question. I'm glad you asked it because a lot of people don't really know. They just wonder, hey, did, did, did the Raiders get any comp picks? Did the Raiders get any comp picks? And don't really know how you get comp picks or how you don't get comp picks. And for years on top of years, you mentioned the Raiders don't really get them. It's because so many years the Raiders and their their front office has gone out and they've signed so many free agents because they have to. Again, going back to what I was talking about in segment number two, they missed on the draft. So when you miss on the draft, what do you have to do? Go and sign a ton of free agents so you don't get comp picks. Dave Ziegler wants comp picks. Again, he wants to really thrive and he really wants to live in the draft. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Just got time for a couple more texts from Brandon. What's up, Q? Brandon from Raider Nation here. I want to start off by saying why Raiders can't be, or why Raider Nation can't be more optimistic instead of bashing their team. I get it. We've been bad for over two decades, so maybe something different will give us change. We get Jimmy G this season for about around $20 million less than Carr with familiar, familiarity in our system, plus playoff and Super Bowl experience. Waller hasn't been available missing 12 games last two seasons. Hunter Renfro's fumble machine. Who knows if Jacobs will produce outside of contract year. New regime cleaning up four years of Gruden and Mayock mess and realistically have first offseason to draft their guys and sign free agents. We had these guys and still lost with them. They tried to work with what they had, and I believe that they know football talent and realize our guys don't cut it. Let's let these guys work and build and let's see what happens. Raider Nation, be positive and support. If you hate Raiders that much, coach here for another team. That's from Brandon. And again, that goes back to what I was talking about in segment number two. So many people upset by the free agents that the Raiders have signed, the free agents that they haven't signed, guys that they've let go, guys that they've traded. So many people are angry because, well, everything's a failure and Dave Ziegler sucks and Josh McDaniels is a terrible coach. Well, McDaniels has to prove that he could be a winning coach. He hasn't done that yet. And Ziegler has to prove that he's uh, a really good GM. 
and he's got an opportunity to do that. So I'm going to allow these guys to do what they do and see what happens. You know, a lot of people, well, how come you're not angry about this? I don't have anything to be angry about. It's March 20th, right? Don't have anything to be angry about. They're, they're building the team. We'll see what it looks like. And when they start practicing and playing, and so there's actually some results on the field, then we can talk about if they made good decisions or not. Because until then, we just really don't know. So I'm not going to hammer these guys right now uh, just because they're making moves that I didn't see coming or I didn't know that they were going to make. Again, it's just it, it's it's just kind of is what it is at this point. But Brandon, thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, we'll get one quick call in, and we'll close out the show. Vader Raider in the three hundred three. Haven't heard from him in a minute. He's calling to talk about Jimmy G. A little compare and contrast as far as Patriots and Forty ers Then also has a message for Raider Nation. Here he is, Vader Raider in the three hundred three to close this out. You Raider Nation, it's your boy Vader Raider. Uh, thanks again, Q, for everything you do for Raider Nation. Obviously. Um, one thing that stands out with you, obviously, uh, as our voice of Raider Nation is your professionalism. And, you know, just a professional podcast. Everything you do is just, like I said, professional. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, no A-Rod, no, uh, no Lamar. We get Jimmy G. So, you know, just Raider Nation, a little background. I was doing a little background on Jimmy G as a patriot. I'll be honest with you, you know what I saw less of as a Patriot than when he was a 49er was the happy feet. Jimmy G has a tendency, has a tendency as a Niner to have a lot of happy feet and kind of, you know, he's jittery and doesn't know where, where he's going with the ball. But you notice with the Patriots, though, as soon as he drop, drops back, he's very sure because he knows where he's going with the football. So something to pay attention to. Um. Raider Nation, we need to chill out as a fan base. I mean, my goodness. Relax. Good God. It's not Patriots West. It's not, you know, it's not we're trying to build it like the Patriots. If anything, the one thing I'm noticing, and Q, you said it earlier, um, you said it earlier in one of your podcasts. You said these guys are hard hat guys. I mean, Raider Nation, don't we want hard hat guys? Isn't that what we wanted? We've been we've been preaching about that for years. We get all these flashy guys, you know, when when Gruden came in, he he brought in, you know, all the flashy free agents and that didn't work. And we were by the end of their their time, we were begging them to release them or go move on because they were killing us. You know, they were killing us on on the cap and they were killing us on the field. So, I'm all for the hard hat thing. You know, this Fellaine guy I, I'm excited. I want to see. I want to see him come up and stop the run. I do. I mean, I'm sorry. We'll we'll figure the rest out. But if his job is to stop the run, hey, get in there and stop the run. I'm not going to worry about this quarterback situation. You know, it, it looks like you know, and, and like the thing with Waller. You know, Darren Waller was hurt. Bottom line, Darren Waller was a hurt player constantly. And I'm sorry, but you know. Your be- like Q says, one of the Q-isms, your best avil- ability is availability. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of it, – it's it's not a bad thing, Raider Nation. They're, they're, they're moving in the right direction. All right, Raider Nation. Raider, Raider, out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, Jimmy G's a good quarterback, you know. And the point that you brought up about the happy feet, that's a good one. I hadn't noticed that. And I wonder if that's because that was Jimmy G pre-injuries. 
right? As far as not having happy feet because he wasn't uh, banged up quite a bit. Now that he's been banged up and was with San Francisco banged up, maybe that's why he's got happy feet. I don't know. That's that's interesting little nugget though. So it's something to pay attention to. Uh, obviously, when they get out there on the field during you know training camp, and really you won't even know anything until regular season because he's not going to be pressured in training camp or preseason. Probably will barely play if anything in the preseason. So there's that. But again, going back to Jimmy G, you know the hang up. It's all it's all about health. It's got to stay healthy. Uh, as far as the, the signings or lack of signings when it comes to big names, it's just not what the guys are looking for right now, right? It's just, and I talked about it on the show when free agency opened up. I said, look, don't get excited. Don't think that you're going to see some big names. You're not. That's not how they're built. They're not doing that right now. They're going to go get some lower, some lower uh, level guys as far as pay, and they're probably going to be guys that don't have the name that, that you're looking for. But if they can play, I don't care. You know, the majority of teams aren't built with uh, superstars anyway. Right. There's a couple of stars that you can see on each team and you recognize on each team and the other guys, they end up becoming household names because, well, you call their name so much because they end up playing really well. So I'm not saying that Robert Spillane is going to be the greatest linebacker ever, but I was pretty pumped up after just talking to him, just just getting a sense of this dude is a football player's football player. <laughs> right. It's just kind of who he is. So. Uh, there you go. But thank you so much for that call, my man. It's great to hear from you. I do appreciate you. And that's all I got time for on today's show. Went a little bit longer than uh, expected, but had a lot to get to over the weekend just based off of, you know, all the signings that the Raiders made official uh, over the weekend. So I wanted to make sure I got that in, all in on today's show. So to, coming up tomorrow, Raider Nation, we'll have more news and notes of the day. We'll get more calls and texts. Of course, we'll have plenty more to talk about. Uh, free agency is still going on, but this is kind of the second wave, right? The first wave is over uh, last week. Now it's the second wave gets really started uh, this week. So who knows what's going to be in store for the silver and black, but of course we'll be here to talk about it. So thank you so much, Raider Nation. Uh, always appreciate you making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And I do apologize real quick. On Friday, Apple was tripping. I don't know what it was, but for some reason, uh, the podcast didn't appear in the Apple in the Apple podcast, like a uh, little folder or whatever for hours i don't know what it was it was available at midnight pacific time and i don't think it showed up i don't think i received it until like eight something in the morning so i do apologize for that that was an apple thing not a me thing <laughs> so uh normally uh on on 99 of the time you can get a show from me uh, be around midnight when it's available each and every day and if you keep checking back i know spotify had it on time but the apple podcast something was going on with it so hopefully it's not going to keep up doing that because that is all bad but uh, that's all for that. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.